So here's the question. How do active people in the Atlanta area stay pain-free and live the active, fulfilled life that they deserve at any age? This is the question, and this podcast is the answer. I'm Danny Matei, and welcome to the Active Atlanta Podcast. The Active Atlanta Podcast is sponsored by Athletes Potential. At Athletes Potential, we help active adults stay that way, pain-free and active doing the sports and activities that they love for life. We do this by working on four different areas. That's movement, nutrition, stress management, and sleep. When we optimize these four areas, you feel better, you move better, and you live better for life. Head to athletespotential.com to learn how we can help you stay active for life today. Hey, what's going on, Atlanta? This is Dr. Danny Matei with the Active Atlanta Podcast, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in today. I have a special episode for you that goes into a little bit of my background, something that I know many of you have dealt with, maybe are currently dealing with, and, uh, and my story and how we approach this, which is back pain, the ever-elusive back pain epidemic problem that is facing so many people, um, not just in Atlanta, but in the U.S., uh, you know, by itself is, is really what we consider an epidemic. The statistics are, are pretty alarming. It's 80% of the people in the U.S. are going to have a back injury of some sort during their life. And about 90% of those people are going to have a back pain re-aggravation at least once after having the first injury. So it is uh, almost everyone. So if you're listening to this and you don't have back pain, consider yourself one of the lucky ones. Let's hopefully keep you that way uh, as you stay that way so you don't have any issues. Because once you do have one, the likelihood of you having another re-aggravation is very, very high. And those of you that have had a back injury, you know that it does reoccur and it's incredibly frustrating um, and, and it's incredibly painful, you know, and limiting in many ways. And I've dealt with this directly myself. And I want to tell you a little story about how I hurt myself and what I did to you know, have, get, get through that um, injury and then lessons learned from that as well as, I mean, at this point, well over a thousand people in terms of just back injuries, not including any of the other things that we see um, that I've had an opportunity to work with directly, as well as, you know, teach and travel uh, to other locations and teaching coaches and practitioners about this approach and understanding what to actually do. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, I'm going to take you back in time a little bit back when um, I wasn't a, uh, a, a civilian uh, practitioner and business owner living in Atlanta. I was an active duty army physical therapist living in Honolulu, Hawaii, which sounds awesome. And it was awesome. Don't get me wrong. Hawaii is the greatest place in the world that I've been to. It's, it's amazing. It's such a great place to live. Super active lifestyle. I can go on and on about that, but I'm not going to. I'm going to talk to you about probably one of the worst days I had while I was there. So what happened was I, when I graduated from the program that I was in, which I was active duty while I was in this program, I got assigned to Schofield Barracks, Hawaii, which is a uh, infantry, primarily infantry uh, base in the foothills of a mountain range on the northern part of um, Oahu, which is the most populated island in, in Hawaii. So I got assigned to this clinic there um, for a short period of time. And 
my primary uh, role was to then move over and take, take over a position that's called a brigade physical therapist. So what a brigade physical therapist was, uh, was one PT, in this case it was me, they got directly attached to a infantry brigade. Now this is about 3,500 soldiers that are infantry soldiers and, and some support staff as well. Um, but primarily infantry soldiers that their job is to carry heavy stuff around, um, you know, and, uh, be combat elements, um, of, of a bigger, you know, army. So the, the brigade is, is fairly big and it's broken up into smaller chunks, but my job was to get directly assigned to this group and to be the point of contact, the, the director, I guess is a better way to put it, um, for injury prevention, injury treatment, and human performance optimization, which is the Army's slick way of saying strength coach. So my job was to, or to do all of those things. For 3,500 soldiers, they got hurt a lot. <laughs> and and uh, to make matters worse, this was my first time being directly attached to an infantry brigade. So when you get attached to an infantry brigade like this, they don't really know what you do. You, you wear the same uniform as everyone else. All they know is your rank. And typically I was a captain, usually your rank as a captain, you're a company commander. So you're in charge of about a hundred or so um, guys. And, and uh, I was just a physical therapist that was assigned to it, but no one knew. So, so for me, I got thrown into everything else that the infantry does, um, which, was, which was a lot of fun. Uh, in a lot of ways, you know, going to the range, qualifying on different weapons, getting to do fun stuff outside the clinic and acting like I was a real soldier when, you know, really my job was to help stop injuries from occurring and treat those injuries uh, when I was in, when I was in clinic, but I still had things I had to do as qualifications to be a part of the brigade. And one of those things was ruck marching. Now, ruck marching is something I did in basic training, but it was very limited. Um, and, and, it also wasn't quite as heavy as the infantry standard load. And, uh, you know, for me, it's something that um, I actually started to really enjoy as I started to do more of it. But my first week at the brigade, this was in 2011, um, every Thursday we would do a ruck march. And a ruck march is basically carrying a heavy backpack around. So you carry a heavy backpack around. It weighs about 50-ish pounds, somewhere in that range. And, um, you know, you either go for speed, so you're going for a short of time, shorter ones, a little faster, or you're going longer, um, carrying heavy, heavy load for a longer period of time. And um, that Thursday, that first Thursday that I was attached to the brigade, I go on a ruck march. It was eight miles, which in the grand scheme of things is really not that far. But for somebody that hadn't done that um, since they got out of basic training, <laughs> like, I don't even know when that was, three and a half years before. Uh, before this week. Um, it was pretty far for me at the time. And so I made it, I put my rucksack down, I'm standing around talking to the other soldiers that are there. They're headed to the dining facility to grab breakfast. So I was going to join them. I reach over to grab my ruck, which is about a 50 pound backpack. I kind of twist to the side, grab it with my left hand and I go to pick it up and I feel this pop in my back. And right after I feel this sort of deep pop, I feel this warm, tingling sensation go down the back of my leg all the way into my calf and into my foot. And I knew right then 
that I had done something to myself that was not good. But the problem was I was the only physical therapist for this brigade and I had just gotten there. And the last thing I wanted to do was hurt myself in front of basically all the senior officers in the brigade, which was where I was standing. (laughs) So not a great place to be. I had to act like nothing happened, carry my ruck, however far, a couple hundred meters to my car. I put my ruck in my, the trunk of my car. I sat down and immediately all the pain set in. <laughs> and it was very, very uncomfortable in my back, all the way down my leg. And I drove straight to the troop medical clinic that I was assigned to before I got assigned to the infantry brigade. I went straight to my, uh, my friend. There's a physical therapist there told him what happened. He laughed at me (laughs) and proceeded to kind of work on some of the symptoms in my back, but the damage was done. And after about a month of me, you know, really having to limit many things and, and, and still having to train, that was the thing. I I couldn't not go out and, and, you know, do physical training in the morning or, or do these ruck marches. I just had to deal with it. Um, eventually, I decided I had to get an, get an image, which is not something I recommend people do right away because oftentimes you can see false positives on imaging where it can show things that you know, maybe have been there for a really long time but are not causing pain. But when you have uh, a direct kind of referral pattern down the back of your leg, you're starting to have weakness in certain muscles that match up with nerve roots that come out of your back, it's time to do it. So I went, got an MRI. And I had what's called a L45 disc prolapse. Now, this is basically where when you look at a disc, and some of you may may have had an injury similar to this, but basically the disc is uh, really tough fibers that go around the outside and it's kind of like a jelly donut. There's like jelly on the inside, but imagine like a really tough jelly donut. The jelly's not supposed to seep out. Well, when you have a prolapse, what happens is that that inner kind of jelly gets pushed into the fibers, that those thick fibers around it, and it deforms it slightly and it causes this bulging effect. And the bulging effect, in my case, was pushing backwards into this nerve root that was affecting everything down the, the back of my, my leg and, and had started to cause, um, you know, some weakness to develop. So I got an image, <clears throat> kind of thought that's what it was just based on the symptoms and the way that it felt and the way that it hurt myself. And what really sucks is, you know, you can't, re- you can't really go back and unring that bell, but... What does happen is that these will heal. Uh, you know, these, these small tears that you have, these prolapses, the body will, will heal these. And when I was in school, even, you know, the methodology was that once you did something like this, it's, it doesn't heal itself. It's sort of like tearing your ACL. You tear your ACL and it doesn't grow back, right? I mean, it's fully torn. But discs current research shows that it does heal. And what was interesting for me was that I got to see the image that I had a month after it happened. And then about three years later, when I went to, uh, you know, separate from the military and leave active duty to then move to Atlanta and start athletes potential, I had to do an exit image on my back because I had an image that showed a positive you know, injury in the, in the spine. And, um, at my discharge physical, I had to do another one. And what's, what was cool for me to see was that all the symptoms and I'll talk about this and things that you can do to help with symptoms, but all the symptoms had basically resolved within about, uh, I would say 
probably 12 months uh, is what it took me um, for, for all that to, to resolve for me to really get back to pretty much everything I was doing before. But um, on, the, on the exit physical, the image that I saw was really interesting. So it was an MRI of my back, just like the one I did a month after I had the injury. And it looked like basically nothing was wrong with that area that, that looked pretty bad on the, the first image. So if you're going through you know, something where you know you have um, a disc issue, and, and we can blame a lot of problems on the disc. It's not always the disc. Sometimes it is. But even if you do have a legitimate true disc injury, understand and, 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 and have some faith in the fact that that will heal. And what I want you to think about is imagine that you had a cut on your skin. Now, that skin doesn't stay open and bleeding forever, right? It scabs over, it closes, cells turn over, fills it in, and then there's a scar there. But the skin is closed and it's functional. And that's the way that we work. We heal ourselves. We heal ourselves externally at the skin with a cut. We heal ourselves internally at the disc as well. And it's a slow process, though. And this is where people get frustrated, which leads them down the path in many cases of early surgeries for something that is in the process of healing. And the frustration with that, I get it. I've been there. There's no worse pain. There's no worse feeling than the feeling I had the day that I felt that pop in my back and all of that numbness and tingling and warm, just strange warm feeling go down the back of my leg. I knew that I had screwed myself up. And that sucks because you can't undo that. But if you're in that position or you've had an injury like that and you're still dealing with the ramifications of that, and this could be years later if you're not doing the right things. This, this is the other thing. If you keep causing further damage to yourself by doing things incorrectly, and I'll talk about lessons learned and, and where I see a lot of the positives from this as well. I've learned a ton from this. If you're still doing these things that are causing small, constant re-aggravations to this area, it's never going to feel better until you stop doing those things and understand how to move correctly or how to improve flexibility limitations that you might have that are causing this or gain strength in the right areas that got exposed. And that's the reason why you have an injury. So for me, like I said, this took about 12 months and it wasn't 12 months of inactivity, by the way, 12 months for me to get back to where I was deadlifting heavy from the ground at about 90 to 95% of the amount that I was before the injury, before I had hurt my back. And for me, what really helped was a combination of dry needling, hip mobilizations, which is basically where somebody uh, stretches your hip for you. It's, it's manually intensive. We do a lot of this. It helps get the hips moving better so the back can stay in a more optimal position. Because if your hips don't move well, your back will take up the slack, your lower back. And then next thing you know, you're using your lower back as your hip, not designed to do that, and then you hurt yourself. And it's your body's way. Pain is your body's way of basically having a warning signal and saying, hey, dummy, you keep this up, and I'm going to have some serious damage. So it's basically telling you, stop. Like, don't do this anymore. You know, you're going to hurt yourself further. And it can linger, though, if these symptoms are not resolved, if the root cause is not resolved. And for me, dry needling, hip mobilizations were great from a standpoint of managing pain. I basically had no pain after about six months. But after that six months, 
the other six months of that 12 that took me to have that full recovery was working on improving my movement patterns. And what I found out about myself was really interesting. I was missing a lot of range of motion in my hips. So every time that I would bend over, I thought I was doing the right thing. I thought I was deadlifting correctly. I thought I was picking things up the right way. But in actuality, I was missing the capacity, the range of motion to be able to express strength in a good spinal position because my hips were so tight. Now, tight hips led me to have to put my back in a compromised position. If I had just resolved the pain after six months, but not fixed the root cause, guess what would have happened? I would have re-aggravated my back doing something very similar because I didn't fix the mechanical root cause of the problem, which is one of the reasons why 90% of people that have a back injury have a re-aggravation. It's because they do not understand why it happened in the first place. All they know is it sucked. And now they avoid the thing that caused them to have a problem in the first place versus taking the lens of why did this happen? What is this showing me that might end up being a bigger problem down the line if I don't actually address it? And, and that's the lens that I inherently had to take because whether I liked it or not, my job was still to prevent injuries, to teach people how to not let this happen to them, to teach people how to move more effectively, be stronger, faster. And for all my patients that I worked with, after that, I got obsessed with the back, with the spine, with improvements to this. I, I searched out cases with people that just didn't seem to get better with anybody else. And I, I really loved the opportunity to take a crack at these cases that just didn't seem to be uh, resolving and, and approach it with a different lens, approach it with the things that I learned about myself and apply those um, along with the things that I learned in school. And what I've found and what I think is going to be helpful for, for you guys is just some, some basics that if you're dealing with a back injury. And in, in particular, I'm talking about a disc injury here. Um, you know, and, and that's, that's exactly what I had, but we can blame the disc, but the disc wasn't the problem. The disc was just caught in the middle. <laughs> you know, the, the disc was a, a casualty of, you know, lack of mobility and, and, and lack of strength in certain places. And the structure itself, there's nothing wrong with it. You know, it's healed. It's fine. I pick heavy stuff up all the time. Um, but I also move a lot better than I, than I did before. And, and I had to learn some things the hard way. So hopefully, if you do have a back injury and you're listening to this, I hope this helps. I hope these, these, uh, these guidelines or these tips that I have that I found out that I would use with a lot of our clients help. And if you don't have a back injury, then listen to this because this will be really helpful for you as well. And if you know somebody that has a back injury, share this with them. This should be beneficial for anybody that's dealing with this, in particular, anything that's a disc-related problem. So here's what I'm going to uh, drive to next. There's some bullet points of things that you should do if you have a current injury and you've seen a doctor and you're making sure, you make sure it's not anything more significant or it's something that might be um, internal that you need to get assessed. Like go see, go see a physical therapist, go see a, go see a physician, get some stuff ruled out. If you're in the Atlanta area, come see us. We deal with stuff like this all the time and have really high success rates with back pain with people that thought they could never do something they liked again. I mean, I, I have dozens and dozens of patients that I've seen even in the last year of back injuries that, you know, they kind of, they kind of came to grips with the fact that they were going to have to be sedentary. You know, I just can't do the things I want to do anymore. I'm just getting old. That's the mentality we hear a lot, but that's not true. That's not the case. You're healthy. Your body's strong. 
your body is capable of a lot. You might just be doing stuff wrong that's causing you to constantly re-aggravate something that's very frustrating injury. So here's where we are. So I know it's tough and I know you can get really negative when you have an injury and you think you're just like, God, man, I'm never going to be the person that I was. I'm, never, I'm, a, I'm a shell of my physical capacity where I previously was, right? You're just like, somebody buy me a recliner and I'll just sit here and wait, to, wait, wait for the end to come. That's a very negative approach. It's a very negative way to look at an injury. And the best thing to do, I know this can be hard. The best thing to do is to stay as positive you can, as you can about your injury that you have. And in the grand scheme of things, for God's sakes, I didn't lose a leg. And I've worked with a lot of soldiers that have lost a limb or spinal cord injuries, you know, from, from blasts or being shot, really bad shit. Me having some weakness in my leg is a drop in the bucket compared to some of the stuff that I've worked with. So I have perspective on that. You, you may not, but understand there's people out there that have much, much worse physical limitations than a back injury. And I'm not downgrading your symptoms. It sucks. A back injury is bad. But when you look at the lens of, well, what can I still do? Not what can't I do? You change the way you frame your outlook on your injury. And you start to look at it from a positive standpoint. A positive mental standpoint is half the battle. It's half the battle. It's a hard part of it, but it's half of resolving the injury. Start looking at what can I do? What things am I still not limited from? What things can I still work on to improve? And focusing on these small wins, which I would say is sort of my bullet number two, is being positive, focusing on these positive things, and then focusing on small wins that you get along the way. For instance, let's say you wake up in the morning, and I do this to this day. I wake up in the morning, I bend forward to touch my toes, and then I squat. And that might sound weird to some of you. I've been doing this for like seven years now. And I do it because it gives me a barometer of how I'm feeling when I roll out of bed first thing in the morning. And I train early in the morning. So if I feel tight, I'm, I'm either going to spend extra time warming up or I'm not going to lift something heavy that day if I feel really tight. Who knows why? You know, I don't really care. All I know is I repeat this over and over again. And on days where I wake up and I feel really good, that's when I'm going to try to go hard on something in, in, in the gym versus days I feel really rough. I'm not, you know, my nervous system is not ready for that. But let's say you do this, you wake up, bend over and you're at like your kneecaps because your back hurts so bad. Well, let's say you're working on some things, you know, in a couple of weeks, you're doing it every morning, you wake up and, and now you're, you're mid shins before you start to have any symptoms. That's a positive win. You've now increased your forward bend by four to six inches over the, over the course of a couple of weeks. Sure, maybe you're not back to deadlifting something again, or maybe it still hurts while you run, but you're making progress. And these things heal slowly. They also don't get injured very easily. So you, you know, we did a number to ourselves whenever we did this. So focus on those small wins and those little things that you're driving forward and you're making progress with. Don't just focus on the negative things of what you used to be able to do because that doesn't help you at all. All it does is just put you in a negative mindset that's going to affect not just you, but everybody around you, your, your friends, your family, you know, you're going to be depressed and, and people get that way with these chronic injuries. And I understand that, but if you can really reframe it and focus on these positive things and these small wins, it's going to help a lot. Here's number three, avoid activities that cause more pain. Okay. This should be pretty self-explanatory, but I come from a background 
in the military with a bunch of 20-year-old idiots that they think if it hurts, it must be good for me, right? There's a big difference between being sore and pain, okay? So if you have sharp pain in your back from picking up, you know, kettlebells, maybe you shouldn't do that for the time being. Maybe you should work on how you pick them up. You know, maybe you should do something to improve that versus just, you know, no pain, no gain mentality, which is very common to see. And if you continue to re-aggravate your back by doing these things over and over again, that you know are part of the root cause of the problem, it's like you're setting yourself back a little mini setback every time that you do that. And that's really frustrating because it's going to take you even longer to heal. Number four, stay active. So don't do activities that cause you more pain, but find things that don't bother your back. Find things that they don't hurt at all. And for instance, I saw a patient um, yesterday and this person came in, they had recently aggravated their back really bad. They had a previous history of um, a really nasty back injury. It's like five, five years ago. And um, basically she just picked up something that was, it, it, it was heavier than she thought, but it was also like very odd weight. So it, it kind of moved around on her when she went to pick it up and she didn't want to drop it. And, uh, you know, she just felt this tightness in her back afterward. And, and she kind of, I, I think, had a bit of a freak out moment in terms of, you know, oh no, did I like have this huge re-aggravation? And she really, she really didn't. Uh, but she, at, at the time that I saw her, she'd been avoiding everything. And I asked her, I said, all right, well, what stuff doesn't bother you? She's like, well, I can walk and that feels fine. I'm like, cool. You're going to walk like crazy right now. Like, what else have you found? Like, what positions um, feel better? She's like, well, if I'm on my stomach, I, I, feel, I feel better than if I'm on my back. So, okay, cool. So, we're going to do things where we have you in this prone position instead of laying on your back. So, we're still going to have you do some strength work. We're going to have you work on things around this problem. We're going to have you work on flexibility still for this problem. We're still going to have you work on conditioning because you can walk and then you can do the elliptical and it doesn't bother you. So, we're going to keep you really active. We're just going to avoid these you know, small subset of things that do bother you um, so that we don't cause further damage. Now, staying active and keeping your cardiovascular strength up helps with blood flow and blood flow helps with healing. And the more we can do that, the better our chances are of healing faster. So stay active and do things that don't bother you, but keep you strong, physically fit. And, and honestly, it's, there's a mental component to it as well. Like when you can use your body still mentally, and you get some of that energy out and you get, you know, some of those endorphins and some, some positive reinforcement from you actually being physically capable of doing things is really, really helpful from the standpoint of healing and your mindset long-term about what you're capable of doing and not doing. Number five, look, this should be pretty straightforward, but I think that for a lot of people, they have to basically be, you know, on a, in a wheelchair before they finally decide to go see somebody, but you need to work with a professional. Look, shameless plug, we're really good with back injuries, really good. And we take our time with people to help them realize what they need to do long-term to also be a part of the equation to help fix this problem. It's not a, hey, just come in and let me dry needle your back. It's a symptom problem. Maybe we do that to help with symptoms, but that's not a root cause solution. A root cause solution is helping you understand how to move better, how to be flexible in the right places, how to control your body in the right way, and put it all together so that this doesn't ever happen again or gives you the, the lowest likelihood of re-aggravation ever. And then you leave with a understanding of your own body. How powerful is that? You being empowered to take care of yourself. That, that's 
a huge part of it. And if, if you go to a professional that's not teaching you that, you need to find somebody else. If you're in the Atlanta area, it's a no-brainer. If you have a back injury, you should come see us because we deal with stuff like this all the time and we know how frustrating it can be. And we have a really high success, success rate with getting people back, not just out of pain, but to physical activities that they didn't think they could ever do again. So work with a, work with a professional. Don't just try to figure this shit out on YouTube. Like many of us do, we just say, you know what? I'm just going to go on YouTube and try to figure it out. But let me ask you, what's your profession? Would you just go on, uh, would you recommend somebody goes on YouTube if you're a trademark attorney to try to figure out how to trademark something? Maybe they could figure it out, but is it the best idea? Probably not. And it's probably going to come back to bite them in the butt. So find somebody that can help you with this instead of just ignoring it and going to bed every night and hoping the next morning you're going to wake up and all this is going to be gone. Your body's going to miraculously heal because you're going to get one amazing magical night of sleep and then everything is gone. It doesn't work that way. You did it to yourself. You got to put the work in to undo it. Now, the other thing you need to do, you need to follow a plan to get back to high level activities. Like I said, symptoms will resolve with time if you avoid activities that are pissing it off. Symptoms will resolve if you avoid activities are going to piss it off, but the root cause of why it happened to begin with has not been addressed. And this is why you need to follow an intelligent plan that is specific to you and the goals, the physical goals that you want to accomplish. Not everybody's the same. Some of you want to go to Orange Theory two days a week, and that's the only goal that you have. Some of you want to run 50 mile ultra marathons. Some of you want to row across the Atlantic Ocean in a single man boat. Some of you just want to pick up your grandkids without hurting your back. And all of these are great goals. They're just slightly different and their approach needs to be slightly different for what, you're, what work you're going to have to put in in order to accomplish those without having this injury stop you from being able to do that. So if you are not following a individualized goal, you're going to run into problems. You cannot necessarily shotgun approach this. Not everybody's gonna have the same issue. Now, number seven, work on breathing. This is a game changer, game changer for me. When I started really delving into breathing and how this affects lower back pain in particular, I was shocked. I was like, man, I wish I would've known this when I was in school. I wish I'd known it when I first came out. I wish I could go back in time. And all the people that I saw that had a back injury that I couldn't help resolve that. I wish I could talk to them about this because it was a missing link in my skill set and something that we teach so much here at our practice, the Athletes Potential, about how to effectively breathe. And everybody can breathe. Look, you're, you're listening to this right now. You're breathing. Okay. It's, it's, it's innate. It's going to happen. It doesn't mean that you're very efficient. It doesn't mean that you're breathing with the right muscles. And it also doesn't mean that you can't use breath work as a way to help improve spinal mechanics. Now, I'm not going to get into all the nitty gritty of that because it's probably going to bore many of you. And it's also really hard to explain over audio, but it is very beneficial. And I can tell you for me, one of my favorite quick kind of apps that you can start to utilize um, for this is called State. So S-T-A-T-E, it's called State App. My friend Rob Wilson and Brian McKenzie, um, they developed this. It's a protocol-based breathing app and um, it's awesome. It's very, very easy to use. Give you some structure on some breath work you can start to add in. It's something that I think everybody should have a breathing practice and should be doing it every day, both from a mental standpoint, sort of like mindfulness uh, presence standpoint, stress management, but also optimization and normalizing spinal mechanics for many of us that sit all day long, right? We sit in our car driving to work. We sit at work. We sit when we come home, we're eating dinner and we sit while we're watching Netflix at night or whatever you're, you're doing. You sit a lot. You're putting your back in a really just 
limited position. You're not really expressing much of anything else. We take these really big intentional breaths. We get a lot of movement through our spine, which helps a ton with pain, with movement, with functionality, you know, with getting things moving and making things feel better. It's great. Now, number eight, this one might sound a bit odd, but there's a book recommendation I have. And this book is called The Obstacles, The Way. It's by Ryan Holiday. This is probably the book that I recommend more than any other book um, besides a book called, um, uh, oh man, what is the name of it? I drew a blank. Stephen Pressfield uh, is the name of it. The War of Art. There we go. The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. Don't worry about that one for this. The Obstacle is the Way is the book that you want to read. And it's all about how to take her negative circumstances, uh, reframe them in a positive way. Um, to actually look at what do we learn from this? You know, what, what, this thing sucks that happened to you, but what can you learn from it? You know, what, what positive is going to come out of it? I'll tell you, for me, what I learned was a whole other way to look at the body, a whole other way to assess the spine, a whole other way to be able to connect and empathize with people. You know, I, I don't, I could not work with people that have back injuries as well uh, whenever I hadn't had back injury, <laughs> you know? And as, as odd as that sounds, I understand what people are going through on a much deeper level because I've been there. I've felt it. It sucks. I, I've had to go through the, the process to really rebuild myself. And I've put, in the t- I've put the time in and, and it's hard, you know, and I know that. And I can be a part of that with people in a, in a different way than before that. So it's a huge silver lining for me in, in order to be able to really help people in a more effective way. What are you going to learn from this? I don't know, something you'll look back and be like, man, that really helped me with this, this, and this, or it helped me realize that I need to really focus on these other variables in my life that maybe made you, made you more susceptible to an injury. Uh, and this book has been really impactful on me to help me realize, Hey, when negative things happen, I can reframe those and I can learn something from it. And it's a positive situation versus just a negative situation. So that's it. That's it. That's the, that's the eight things I recommend. That's my back pain story. And for those of you that are dealing with back pain, you know, I hope that this helps. I hope that, uh, I hope that my story resonates with you. And I hope that, um, you know, these recommendations of what to do if you do have back pain are the beginnings to really help you resolve this. And if you're dealing with something, you know, and you're in our area and you're, you're frustrated, I get it. I've been there. You, you don't have to try to figure it out all on your own. You know, we can help. We help people all the time with issues just like this. Spine injuries, in particular lower back injuries, we see a ton of them. And you finally getting help from a professional that actually cares about you, that wants to work with you one-on-one, that will respond to every email that you send us quickly, you know, that knows your name, that knows the name of your dog by the time that we're done. If you have a dog, maybe you have a cat, I'll know their name as well. Someone that actually is going to build a relationship with you and be a part of you fixing a problem. That is something that we've tried to establish at Athletes Potential that I think is very rare and is very unique and is very beneficial. And the reason why we get such good results is because we actually get the time to work with you on the level that you need in terms of detailing the correct things for you to do optimizing a custom plan based on what you come in for, what you're trying to actually get back to your history and what your goals are and build that out with you and be a part of the journey and help with the hands-on techniques that we can use to help correct things and, and decrease pain, improve movement, teach you how to get stronger, build these programs out with you and, and be accountable. I uh, hold you accountable along the way to help hit these goals. Cause it is tough. It is a difficult road. I've been there and 
if you give up, what good comes from that? You know, I know it's frustrating, but what good comes from that? Because at some point in time, you know, it's going to even become harder to heal than it is now. Every day you get older, it becomes harder to heal. The more that you put off resolving this problem, the more you put off addressing this problem, the more likely it is it's going to become more and more challenging to really resolve long term. So if you're interested in getting a professional that understands what's going on with the back, take a look at it, head to athletespotential.com. You can take a look at what we do, our approach, our methodology, um, you know, and get in contact with us if you want some help. We'd love to have a, have a conversation with you and see if you're an ideal fit for what we do. So Active Atlanta podcast, thank you so much for listening. I hope that you guys enjoy this one. We're going to have some, some big topics like this, things that we see a lot of, um, you know, give you some really solid guidance and advice. Um, and if you have any suggestions for the podcast of things you'd like us to talk about, questions you'd like us to answer, just go to inf or email info at athletespotential.com and let them know, hey, I'm listening to Active Atlanta podcast. Thanks so much for you know talking about this. Could you talk about this topic? I'm dealing with X, Y, and Z, and then we'll, we'll put something together and, and uh, get some content out there that can be beneficial to help you and many other people in the area. So as always, thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. If you want to find out more about our guests or about Athletes Potential and how we can help you continue to be active and pain-free in life, head over to athletespotential.com to learn more.